You're listening to the Christian Indie Artists and Songwriters Podcast, the place where faith, music, and life intersect. We exist to help Christian indie artists and songwriters just like you get songs heard. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Christian Indie Artists and Songwriters Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about what you should not do, what you don't want to do. If you do this, it will probably slow you down. Who wants to do that? And nobody wants to slow down. We all want to go faster, further. So that's what I want to help you do by avoiding these five common things. Because I think on this podcast, we spent a lot of time talking about what you should do, giving you tips, encouragement, interviews, and all kinds of useful information to help you along your journey. But there are so many mistakes that we make just because we may not know any better. So on this episode, I want to walk through five things that you should not do because I know that it will help you on your music journey. And as we're going through this, if you say, "Uh uh-oh, I'm kind of doing some of those things, I've done those things in the past, that's totally okay. We live and grow as we go. But by bringing these points out, making things clear, I think it will help you go further and help you avoid some mistakes that might keep you from reaching your full potential as fast as you want to. So let's jump in to point number one. So the first don't is don't spam people with your music. If you're anything like me, you probably get multiple DMs, messages. People put stuff on your Facebook wall and tag you for some reason. I don't know why this happens, but they just send you a link or just say, listen to this or check this out. This is a big don't for many reasons, but I think the most important, and maybe this is something you think about right away, is that this kind of kills any trust. Because honestly, if you walked up to a stranger's house and opened their door and just said, I'm coming in, you'd be like, no, you'd probably call the police and there'd be a whole thing. And who knows, it might end up on the news. I don't know how that's going to go in this metaphorical situation, but we have to build relationships because we have to have trust. If we don't have trust, then we don't have anything. And just by sending someone a random link, there's no buy-in, there's no trust there. So not only most likely it's just, you're not going to listen to it, but secondly, if there is a possibility that person could become a fan of your music, You're damaging that from the beginning because now they're going to be much less likely to get into what you're doing because they already kind of have a bad taste in their mouth because of that. So on the flip side of that, well, how can you send people your music? It all starts with the relationships. It all starts with building engaged audience who actually wants to hear your stuff. So you do that through social media. Put out content put out posts that are about you, about your songs, and why in some story behind this song. I've said it a bunch of times, but let people know about the song. Let people know about why you wrote it. Let people know about who you wrote it with, who produced it, whatever the deal is, but just let people in to the world of that song and your artistry in a whole. And those are the people that will be attracted to what you're doing and actually want to hear your song as opposed to just sending a random song out to somebody who doesn't know you, and has no reason to really listen to it. It's just another piece of spam. It's just basically an advertisement that has poor targeting. And I've said this on past episodes, but I've personally been to a Facebook group where there was a lot of people. There was like 2,000 members or something, maybe even more than that. I honestly can't remember. But every single post in the group was just links to people's songs. And there was no likes. There was no comments. There was nothing on any of these posts meaning that it was completely pointless to put something in there. I mean, maybe the people posted their stuff and it makes them feel like they did some promotion that day, but no one's seeing it. No one cares because there's no buy-in. Now, if you're in a group like the CIS Facebook group, if you post something in there, you will get engagement. You will get people that talk to you And it's all in how you frame it when you let people know about your song and why you wrote it and all the things I talked about before. 
then people can actually see, wow, this person's really invested. They actually care about their music and they're putting it out there because they feel like it's going to actually help and impact someone in some way, as opposed to just listen to my song because I want you to. That's so shallow, there's no impact there. So the first thing definitely not to do as an indie artist is don't spam people with your music. So number two is don't think that your first song is going to make you rich and famous and all of your dreams will come true because there's a high possibility that that will not happen. It might take 50 releases, it might take 10, it might be an unknown amount of releases, but so many people feel like they put everything into their first release and then when it doesn't do what they hope, then they get discouraged and oftentimes quit. And that is completely not necessary because looking at the entire catalog is so key. Releasing song after song after song after song, building a catalog, building your audience, finding new audience and they go back through your catalog. The more songs you have, the more streams and more impacts your music will make because people can dig into your past releases. If you only have one song, people only have an opportunity to listen to you know, three to five minutes or however long your song is, and that's it. But if you have 10 songs, that's 30, 40, 50 minutes, an hour that people can hang out taking in your music. So yes, should we put everything we can into every release? Absolutely we should. That's why we're doing it. Why else would we put out music if we weren't going to put everything we could into it? But when we have this unrealistic expectation that our first song is going to make us worldwide and known is only setting us up for failure. So the way to defeat this is to have a plan, chart out your releases. You can be as consistent as possible. Now that could be four releases a year, that could be 12 releases a year, that could be one release a year, whatever it is for you, be as consistent as possible. Treat every release the same way, learn from past releases, make sure, like Dave Taylor said, to do 75% post-release promo, 25% pre-release, and then do that over and over again. Build your catalog, and that's how you bring in true fans because they know that you're active, they know that they can keep coming back to you because you're gonna keep delivering new music that's going to inspire them and encourage them. So, number two, don't fall into the trap that your first song is going to make you a worldwide success. But know that consistent releases over time is the key to a sustainable career in music. And the third don't is don't build relationships just to get what you want. Oh, we all know that the music industry is a very relational business. As we build relationships, opportunities come, and it's an incredible thing. It's truly who you know. But if we are only trying to squeeze people to get what we want out of it, for one, that's not the way to be. That's not a way to build relationships because it's totally one-sided and there's no value in that for anyone. And two, people will stop taking calls. People will stop hanging out because they know that you're only trying to mine them for information or networking or whatever, whatever it might be. The way to handle this is build relationships. Of course, we have to do that. Without relationship, it's going to be a tough road, but find out how to serve someone. Don't even talk about your music. Of course, if we're in the music industry, we all do music in some capacity. So that's sort of a given, but find ways to serve people. Find out what kind of coffee people like and bring them coffee. Find out how you can help them, how you can serve someone on their journey, because the law, of the law of reciprocity says that in order to give, someone has to receive. So for anyone to give any gift, someone has to receive it or else it's not a gift at all. It's two, it's a two-way street. As we serve, as we help other people, then that will come back to us. But the key is, and this is the, the tricky part, is don't do it just to receive. Do it 
without wanting or without anything in mind, just do it because it's the right thing to do because you're a good person and you want to help somebody and watch, it will come back around because so many people are out picking each other's brains and trying to figure that out. And that's totally cool. It's great to learn from each other. But if if we have targets and we have things that we're doing just to walk up the ladder, just to get further in our career and we don't care about the person, then that is going to be a tough road. We're not going to get nearly as far as we want to get because sure, sometimes people step on other people to get to what they want and that does work for them, but that's not how you build a sustainable career. And especially as a Christian, that's not how we're called to be. We're called to serve. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. So if we model that in our music journey, we'll go further than we can ever imagine. Number four, don't buy followers and streams. Now, this is probably the one that I see the most, and it's really tough because there's a lot of pressure, especially in the social media age, to have big numbers, to have a lot of followers, to have a lot of streams. The comparison game is strong, and sometimes it'll squeeze us into feeling like, well, if we just have these numbers like these other people do, then maybe we'll get taken more seriously. Maybe we'll get some consideration by some labels or by other social media platform influencer situations because we have these numbers. But I'm telling you that buying followers and streams really can hurt you in a big way. For one, if the social media platforms find out, then they'll crush your organic reach. So that way, basically, you get into a a cycle to where unless you're paying for followers and likes and streams, you're not going to get them organically anymore. And two, you can totally get kicked off of these platforms. Spotify kicked off a bunch of artists last year in 2021 for purchasing streams or or whatever it was, whatever the case was. But regardless, like I said, feeling the pressure of needing big numbers is, is real and we all feel that. But I would say it's always better to have fewer real engaged fans than having huge numbers of empty streams and ghost followers because they're not helping you. You know, there's something called the trust score. It's sort of this mythical formula when it comes to social media platforms. But basically, the trust score says that depending on the engagement you get based on the followers you have, there's a certain ratio where they can tell how far the algorithm is going to push you out. So if you have 50,000 followers but only 700 of those followers are real followers, then every time you post something, the engagement ratio is going to be really small because no one's going to be seeing your posts. So like I said, unless you buy your likes every time, you're going to have really small numbers because your organic reach is just done. Same deal with streaming. If you get a bunch of bot followers, B-O-T and also B-O-U-G-H-T, I guess, the organic reach will stop because Spotify's algorithm will know that you're not getting any organic reach. It's just through these random spikes of... of followers. And like I said, it can get you kicked off and banned from the platform. And and that's, then you can't get your music out to anyone. But so many people do this. You always get the DMs. Hey, you can pay this much for this much. I'm not talking about music promotion. Music promotion is different when you hire a legitimate company to help you run ads and things like that. That's totally different. This is where you're paying a certain amount of money to get a certain amount of followers or likes or streams. Because ultimately right now, the way that these platforms are fighting back on this is the biggest thing is all about watch time and engagement. And bots can't get you comments. They can't get you watch time because it's just random likes. It's just things that the algorithm is doing. So again, this will hurt your trust score. It'll kill your organic reach. And honestly, spend the time that you would spend to be purchasing these things to find real followers because Real followers are the ones that will actually share you and actually be your ambassador and push you to their audience, and that's how you will organically grow over time in a legitimate way, and 
you're actually making impact because it's real people that are listening to your music. So that's why it's so important to never buy streams, likes, or followers. And number five, don't let no stop you. Now we all know that we'll have many more no's than yeses on our journey. It could be tough to hear it. It could be so discouraging. You could be working really hard on a song, put it out there, and it's crickets. Even if you did everything right, even if you did all the promotion right, that doesn't guarantee that you'll get this massive reach. But not letting no stop us is so key. I've heard a stat that says 50% of people give up after the first failure, and then it's like 95% give up after the second. So if you can keep going after three failures, quote unquote failures, then you are in the top five, top 10 percentile of people who are going to keep going with that grit and that consistency. So don't take no and let it bring you down or stop you. Because like I said before, let the failures fuel the triumphs instead of discourage us to keep us from going because your songs need to be heard. Your voice needs to be heard. You need to get out there and make impact with your music. And if a no stops you from doing that, think about how many people you are depriving from the message that you were meant to send out. So it is so important. And I know the other four are more practical, but this one is, I think, obviously this transcends all of them because if you're done, then there's nothing else left to do. If we can just let our failures fuel our triumphs, we will go further than we can ever imagine on our music journey. Okay, so take a deep breath. I know that usually we're all about what to do and how to do things, but I felt it was really necessary to talk about what things not to do on our journeys. And like I said in the beginning, if you've done all of these things, some of these things, that's okay. We're learning and growing as we go, but I wanted to highlight these five areas to help you avoid possible mistakes that will keep you from moving as far and as fast as you should be, because these are things that are easy to avoid. Yes, is it going to take extra effort? Of course. Is it going to take more intentionality and more strategy? Of course, because some of these things make you feel like you're skipping ahead. But honestly, anything that's worth it is worth working for. And this music thing is definitely worth working for. Put in the grit, put in the extra effort, and don't do these five things. You'll be so far ahead and making real impact with your music. And I want to know, what's something that you are really excited about in your music journey? Comment below. And again, if you're here on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like this video, and I'll see you next Friday at 5 a.m. on the CIAS podcast. We want to help reach as many Christian indie artists and songwriters as possible. And one way we can do that is with your help. So if you could take a minute and leave us a review on iTunes, that would be so appreciated. This is how the iTunes algorithm will push this content out to more and more Christian indie artists and songwriters. So like I said, if you could just take a couple seconds, leave us a review, that would be so awesome. It means so much to us and we would really appreciate it.